Welcome to this episode of Patient Perspectives in HIV, a CE podcast series. If you are seeking continuing education credit, please review the disclosures and the requirements for successful completion of the activity prior to listening to the podcast. A link is found in the show notes that can direct you to this information. After listening to the podcast, please go to practice.cme.com to complete the post-test and evaluation to receive continuing education credit. Joining us in this episode is Dr. Babafemi Taiwu and his patient, an older man with long-term HIV infection, multi-resistant virus, and multiple comorbidities. Thank you for your attention. The podcast will now begin. So we're going to go ahead uh, and start this discussion with uh, one of my uh, long-term patients uh, who, uh, of course, is living with HIV and has, been, uh, has gone through quite a lot uh, with this uh, condition, but still I consider him uh, a hero and, and someone who motivates uh, uh, not just other patients, but also uh, me as, as an individual. Uh, apart from my role as a practitioner. I think learning, uh, listening to him, we will uh, understand a lot of, of things from his perspective. And I'd like to start by just going way back to the time when uh, HIV was diagnosed. So tell us about your HIV status some 20 years ago. I was more like a, a going to a, my doctor for a, a regular physical checkup. And uh, he drew blood and did the um, did tests on my blood and all, and and then found out he gave me the news that I was um, HIV positive. Mm. And I was I was kind of very depressed about it, and um, you know I I went through that whole ordeal about killing myself, and but I thought that's that's not that's not the way to think. I gotta, I gotta keep going. After diagnosis, you had some contact with the healthcare system. Um, sounds like things were, you were well received and you, you started treatment, but the treatment that you got uh, was the old uh, AZT treatment. And you use the word barrage of, of medicines. What, when you said barrage, is, are you talking about just the number of pills that you were prescribed? It was different drugs um, at, at certain times. I guess at that time, uh, they, were, they were looking more at the CD4 count, not the, um, the viral load. Right. The viral load was off the charts at, at the time. And the CD4 count was in the triple digits. So um, the, the drugs that uh, Advocate was giving me just weren't working and uh, the combinations weren't working. And I came down with pneumonia at one point because, mm. uh, I mean, it was a, a bad pneumonia. It kept me in the hospital for a week, um, but I got through it. I got through it. And, um, uh, you know, so this was a really dark, it was a really difficult time. You were getting was, a barrage of medications. What about side effects? You were getting all these medications. How was your body responding to it? I wasn't sick or anything. I never, I didn't get sick or anything as to, you know, 
physically vomiting or getting nauseous or anything like this. I took the pills quite, quite well. And, um, uh, um, everything, everything was, uh, I thought was working, but evidently when they took the blood tests, it, it just wasn't working. And so from what you've said so far, you had this initial you know, barrage of medicines that really weren't working. You had PCP, a signature infection, confirming that the drugs weren't working. And now you had to go find help uh, somewhere else. And that's how you went through Medicare and you landed at Northwestern. Uh, so can you tell us about how this, how your treatment changed once you, you really had uh, another chance at, at coming up with uh, at having new uh, treatment options. The doctors gave me this combination and it was starting to work. So I stayed with Northwestern and I followed your instructions uh, to the letter. You know, I, I didn't sway left and right. So I took these pills twice a day and then other pills started coming in like the uh, for, um, uh, right. And you make it, you make it sound easy. Uh, but in fact, you actually do have, as you alluded to some uh, resistance, not just to AZT, but to quite a number of yeah, other drugs, which is why you're taking what might be considered even today, a fairly complex regimen. How do you cope with all of that? I know there's no side effects. I take 13 pills twice a day. And one that's done three times a day for a day for for bone strength. Important point is that you're on a complex regimen, but you're well suppressed. Your CD4 count is high, and but you still have to take about 13 pills twice a day. You know, in the medical field we have a term for that. It's called polypharmacy, and this is something that we're seeing more and more as people get older. Because not only do they have to take HIV medications, but they have to take medications for other conditions. Some people have diabetes, some have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, bone health, vitamins, a number of things come into play and patients end up on multiple medications. And sounds like you, how are you coping with taking 13 pills twice a day? Do you, is it uh, built into your system now? You, you just do it work or does it bother you sometimes? How are you handling this? I feel like I, I, have, I have to take them, um, especially diabetes uh, pills. Um, I have to shoot myself with insulin uh, every morning. Um, it's... And that's one thing I don't like is uh, using needles. This is one of the reasons why it's important for the HIV field to keep looking for better treatments, simpler treatments, um, things that people can use um, by self-injection or by long-acting therapy. So a lot of work still left to be done in the field. Let me ask you to do one thing, uh, which is to list for us some of the um, other conditions that you're struggling with? I did lose a kidney due to cancer. I had bladder cancer for the longest time. I had to go through uh, a number of cystoscopies um, to alleviate that. I don't think I have any problems really with my liver, although it's fatty liver. Um, 
that again is caused by uh, a lot of the medication that I'm on. I've uh, had um, uh, portal hypertension um, uh, from the from the from the liver. How about how about memory? How about your strength? My strength isn't exactly that that great, and my memory is not the greatest. You know, I'm not complaining. You know, right? I more more or less stick, stick to myself and take care of things that I have to take care of. Right, and and these are some of the things that uh, we hear commonly from persons living with HIV, which is that over time they can actually notice some. Uh, changes in their in their memory. Uh, it's not it's not rare at all. The other thing that you described as the weakness part, actually, the field now is coming to um, recognize it more and more and use a term frailty to to sort of describe that that um, that syndrome or that uh, clinical picture. Every day is a a, a new episode, you know. Um, Right now, um, uh, dental, we, you got to remember, uh, dental is a big thing, too, because some of these drugs eat away at the enamel of your, of your teeth. So right now, I'm about, I'm losing my teeth, and my, um, my uh, dentist is uh, going to try to make me uh, dentures. Um, I just, I just want to get through start this um, chemo that I'm going to be going through. What are you going to be getting chemo for? <laughs> it's very, it's, that's kind of embarrassing for me to say. Um, um, I have, I had developed not uh, colon cancer, but um, uh it's called, um, uh, uh, it's a rectal type of cancer. Um, and I don't know how the heck it happened, but it happened. And so I, I've got to go in for chemo treatment because that's where the cancer is. Right. And indeed, um, cancer in the anal rectal area, the anus and the rectum, is another one of the things that, uh, in many cases are linked to another virus that actually travels with HIV called HPV, the human papilloma virus that you know, way back then we didn't have a, a vaccine to prevent it. But now uh, we have vaccines that uh, they, uh, people are getting. Every teenager now actually gets vaccinated against HPV, uh, which we know is in most cases associated with this, uh, this form of, of cancer. But as you've done over the years, I'm, I'm confident that you will uh, go through this and, and come out stronger at the, the other end. Um, looking back, what are some of the key learning experiences in your journey with HIV, the other conditions associated with HIV and HIV treatment? Imagine you are talking to somebody who's just been diagnosed with HIV or somebody who's been living with HIV and is sort of struggling right now. What, what would you tell them? Well, I, I would say that it's going to be a rocky road. Uh, you're going to be up. You're going to be down. You're going to have uh, times of depression. 
you're going to have times of great joy and and everything. Uh, it's just that you can't let the 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 bad overwhelm the good, and um, that's that's how I look at it. Is uh, um, everything everything I've I've gone through is a learning experience for me. I've learned so much from that from that bladder cancer. Now I'm learning more of what um, what happens what happens when um, um, how can I say this uh, when 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 men get together and um, and uh, go through a, a, a sexual bond, you know it's it's something you know. Uh, it's something they have to consider. Right. So you touched on a lot of important things. And uh, I think one more thing that might be helpful, particularly to somebody who's just diagnosed, is that they really would in most likelihood not have to go through what you went through in terms of going through the barrage of medications that you went through in, in an effort to find one that might work or a combination that would work. Fortunately, now the field has moved so far ahead that the newly diagnosed person can really find in most cases a single tablet that they can take. Very different from your story, but you're still doing well. You know, there's so many drugs that they're advertising on TV that you take it before uh, sex or you take it after sex and, you know, and then you're, you're, you're all clear for uh, for uh, you know anything. So right. those kind of those kind of advertising, I I kind of question. Mm. So I guess your point is that even though we have treatments now that can prevent transmission of HIV, we have to be careful in how we communicate that message so that we don't let people go around thinking that. Oh, HIV is not something that I need to worry about, but it's still true that those treatments are effective and we should encourage it when we can. Any final thing you'd like to say before we wrap up? No, uh, thank you very much for the time, doctor. I really appreciate it. Okay, thank you so much. And that will end our podcast for today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Patient Perspectives in HIV. Please go to the activity page on practicepointcme.com to complete the post-test and evaluation to receive continuing education credit.